Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we got a fun one today, a patron chosen episode. Ooh, thank you for the fun one, patrons. Thank you, patrons. It's going to be a good time and... Normally, I would ask if anything scary happened to us this week, but I think we're going to have to talk about something very unexpected yes. that happened that captured the world's attention, mm-hmm. including In ours. Global, glo- I called it global gossip um, because it is news, but it not in the way that other news is news. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This was gossip. And we are, of course, (laughs) talking about vessels being front and center in the news cycle for the past week. And Titanic being front and center. And Titanic, who I, this has been like one of the craziest weeks of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I've turned into it like an actual insane person. I've been so glued to this news (laughs) of the submersible. I subscribe to Sling TV so that I could have live news. <laughs> I also need to say I was physically in Sammy's presence for m- much of this news breaking. And I can confirm <laughs> she was very on top of the news alerts. I have my finger on the pulse. Very on top. We tried to watch the first press conference at uh, breakfast at, in a public place. <laughs> It oh was, my we god! We really we had had to know had to know all subsequent press conferences. I I watched live real time. Yes, she there did. There was one today at one p.m. Watch mm-hmm. that one. Not a lot of new information there. Yeah, I, know, I would imagine so. I know literally everything about this so whole situation. Her, for anybody who somehow missed, okay, that's me. That's me. Even though we were texting about wow, it, Henley, I, okay, I was buckle a, up. Yeah, I was. A, I was not paying close attention to the deets. Granted, I would also not have paid as close attention had I not been physically in Sammy's presence. <laughs> so, can you guys walk me through the beats of what happened? How yes. the news unfolded. Yes. When yes. we found out what we found out, and <laughs> when we found out what to, we all I found need, out. Yeah. The facts know, of the things that we all know. Walk me through it. Sammy, take it away. Okay. Sunday, this past <laughs> Sunday, breaking news a submersible by the name of Titan goes missing on a dive to go see the wreckage of the Titanic. Huge. Which, and it's so deep. The wreckage of the Titanic is so, so deep. deep. It's 12,500 feet deep. 
And who's on this submersible? You know what's so crazy? I know all of their names and ages by heart. I definitely am close to knowing all of their names I and ages. I don't know if I know actually all of their ages. I'll see if I can fill in the gaps where you don't have okay. them. It's all men, right? It's all, all men. men. Not not a single woman can be found on a submersible. No, like but this they one. have been in the past. There have been okay. women on this exact submersible. There just wasn't any this time. Uh, so first up, we've got the CEO of the company, OceanGate, that built the I can't submersible. It's called OceanGate. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Sorry. It's so funny. It's OceanGate. very funny. Uh, Stockton Rush. He's in his 50s, I think. Maybe Whoa, 40s. What a name. Stockton Rush. Are you kidding? The CEO of OceanGate, Stockton Rush? Absolutely wild. Get this, Henley. His wife's great-grandparents are also... Uh, Isidore and Ida Strauss, the old couple that died on the Titanic that are related to King Princess as well. His wife's grandparents? Great grandparents. Yeah. So now she has lost her great grandparents and her husband to the wreckage of the Titanic. They're both down. They're all down there. Isn't that fucking crazy? So it's just like blowing my mind. (laughs) I just couldn't. I can't believe this happened. Um, Next up, we have French Titanic expert P.H. Narjolais. He mm-hmm. was 77. Oh, wow. Um, he, those two were like in charge of the dive. Stockton was piloting. PH was a like guide. He was the expert that would have been telling them facts about yeah. it. The other three were paying passengers. The ticket price for this submersible, $250,000 per person. <laughs> oh my God. That's so much money. Okay. But, but. I overheard, I will say, okay, I want somebody to keep going through this. We So we were at the Madonna Inn uh, when this news broke. <laughs> My favorite place on earth combined with Sammy's favorite news event. <laughs> wow, amazing weekend. Um, and an incredible start to the week. Um, and so it was also really surreal to be in such a public, like we were surrounded by people for days and everyone was talking about this. I, I <laughs> cannot remember the last time something like this happened that literally everybody was talking about. It felt about. like 9-11 to me. It was like 9-11 like or an election, but fun. It captured the imagination of the look world. And look, people died. Five people are dead. Five people Including are dead. a 19-year-old, which, which is, is awful. Sad. Oh, it's very sad. sad. But in the moment before we knew they were dead, there was, this is why I called it global gossip. There was that element of like the way we all talk about celebrity gossip of how mm. everyone was talking about this and like the little snippets of conversation. You put, it just was like so interesting to be like at the diner that morning, like the two women next to us were also talking about it by the pool we would walk by a family sitting in the pool they were talking about it just like you're hearing everybody's little takes on it which was so fascinating but one thing i heard from this dude at the pool sammy you're already gone at this point they were he was talking about he was like you think you can get to the titanic for two hundred fifty thousand dollars? like come on like he was basically making the point like they didn't pay enough which honestly <laughs> I, I once he said that i was like yeah He's right. This was crazy of them to think that they could do to go on the deepest dive ever done and be like two and fifty thousand dollars. That's a fucking steal. You're billionaires. There's a reason this is cheaper than it should be. Yeah, I thought it was an excellent point. Isn't it normally two hundred fifty thousand dollars, or is this a discount? They're the rate? only ones that take passengers. I just mean to for the ship to be safe enough. Which spoiler alert, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like probably it should cost more than that. Mm-hmm. You should be willing to pay more to make sure it's not going to implode. How often do these trips happen? 
This, I believe, was the fourth one. And part of the problem was in this submersible. There's been other trips down to Titanic in more um, regulated submersibles. Yes. So Jimmy Cameron. Yeah. Old Jim. Yeah. And P.H. Narjaleod had also gone down over, I think, like 35 times. Um, And him, I'm like confused about... Why he didn't see all the red flags, but I guess hindsight is 2020 and we all know now that carbon yeah. fiber is not going to be sufficient for a submersible. Um, then we had Hamish Harding. He's actually the only billionaire on board. The rest of them are just very Standard rich. Standard millionaires. Yeah. Right. The father and son were Hamish Harding, 58, by the way. Oh, yeah. 58. And he was just a random billionaire. He, he's a billionaire and he loves the Titanic. Okay. And then maybe 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 also a vessel head. He was a vessel head. He's been three times deeper than the Titanic. He has been to wow. Challenger Deep. So um, that's the deepest point in the ocean. Three times deeper than the Titanic. Whoa. And he, he has been there in obviously a different submersible. That's really scary. Can you imagine the ocean is terrifying. <gasps> the ocean is so scary. What, was it you or Joel who was saying that the depths that they w- were going to for this, fewer people have been to that depth than have been to outer space. Mm-hmm. Like this ocean depth is so much more unknown and scary than other kinds of exploration that it just is insane to me that people would be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's isn't, so insane. Isn't it like 95% of the ocean floor has been unmapped or something like that it's like we don't know what's down there at all yeah and like i'm sorry the best movie ever made about the titanic about anything exists and it's like you can just watch that safely just watch that just you can even get wet and watch it if you (laughs) want to feel like you're in the ocean you can play ocean sounds and watch the movie titanic and be safe and have well, a great fucking time. There's something I understand about it, or at least I'm fascinated, like share some of the, I would never do this, but it's, it, there were times where I was reminded of Alex Honnold and Free Solo and Climbers that do yeah. these kind of um, really death defying, dangerous things because that's the way their brain works. And these kind of like thrill seeking people um, that are pushing the boundaries, which Depth I like. seekers. Yeah. Which I think can be really cool and um inspiring um and i think exploration is cool or can be cool and i'm glad that people are exploring things that we don't know about or understand but it just uh obviously the i feel like the main problem here is the disregard for safety regulations and the fact yeah. that there are paying passengers that are not like research scientists or experts in any way. Yeah. And we're maybe misled. Well, yeah. In, in the notion of like, for the right price tag, you can do anything. Like it's, I feel like at a certain point, things like that become a sort of like, well, I'm rich enough. So I will. Yeah. Hamish and had also like been to space. He was, on, live. he was on Elon Musk's rocket so he had he's also gone to space yeah it just becomes a thing of like i feel like it's less about the curiosity uh and i'm obviously this comes with uh judgment i don't know these people um or people like this but like less about the yeah like curiosity of exploration and discovery and knowledge and more about i can do it i'm gonna do it 
And that's not, uh, that's no, I don't, I like don't that think exploration should be privately funded by billionaires. Um, okay, keep taking us through. The final two are the father and son, Shazada and um, Suleiman Dawood. And um, this one is the most devastating one because Suleiman did not want to go. He was very, very scared. Mm. And <gasps> he went oh, because no. it was Father's Day and he went oh. with his dad on it. And so that one no. is really, really awful. Oh my god. I hate that. He's I 19 and his dad was That's 48. So sad. Yep. yep. Really, really sad. Oh jeez. Yeah, um very devastating and I hope that from this, well I guess okay, so yeah, we'll keep going through the timeline is that when we first heard it, obviously the thing that pops into your head is like, well, they're obviously dead because they were at extreme depths and mm-hmm. The yeah, so they went down so and they, they lost power or they, they lost communication yeah. with the, you know, I don't know, people sending them down, yeah. which they were doing via uh, an Xbox controller. Is that correct? The, the, the controls of the submersible are, yes, done by an Xbox controller, which oh my is God. very crazy. But I think it's also not the craziest thing. There's hey, like broke. Don't fix it. It's a good controller. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's <laughs> what, something make a that's better really... controller than Xbox. They yeah. freaking nailed it. Exactly. It's like <laughs> if all you need to do is go up and down and left and right, might as well use the tried and true fucking it's, thing. Yeah. It's the carbon fiber that we are really, uh, really yeah. shouldn't have been using. But um, so the thing that drives me or the thing that really was shocking to me is that the ship above that was monitoring this and getting um, occasional updates f- or from the submersible, they're supposed to be able to contact via text messages and some sort of signal, really rudimentary, like not. Um, anything. Yeah. How would they know there'd be fucking cell reception at 12,000 feet? Yeah, exactly. And I think there can be for a bigger price tag. James Cameron got a phone call from his wife at 27,000 feet deep. That's true. Look, we, and we did kept, we kept coming back to this and we were talking about it. It's like, look, it can be done. James has done it. James Mm -hmm. has done it many times, but James did it safely. And we should all learn a thing or two from James Cameron. <laughs> Who isn't always the safest when it comes to um, being in the water. <laughs> sure, but actors, right? In this case. True. Like, his, his own case, safety? His own safety, paramount. <laughs> yeah. So after they lost communication, the people above water, what do you, like on the ship above, um, waited seven hours to report them missing because they waited the duration of how long the trip would have taken for them to go down, explore the wreckage of the Titanic and come back up, which would have taken like eight hours or so, eight to 10 hours round trip. But I'm just like, if you lose communication, (laughs) you know that there's like a high probability something is really wrong. And you know, ultimately it wouldn't have mattered if they called people sooner or yeah, later because we now they, know they that have been that loss of communication was the moment of them imploding. Um, but we didn't know that at the time. And yeah. so they... It was a Schrodinger's cat situation. I they saw that. Like, yeah. I saw people tweeting, it's Schrodinger's fucking submersible. 
And, and look, what what ended up happening, which, you know, yes, they they imploded, which given the other options on the table. Kind of the best one for them mm-hmm. to have, you know, uh, died in that mission. Pretty much the best way for it to have yeah. gone down because, oh, my God, the other options were unfathomably awful. I think that was the most kind of crazy part of this week was the basically the two days after so the canadian coast guard or someone picked up a banging noise and that led people to believe that they might still be alive trapped at the bottom of the ocean which is very complicated because there are no other submersibles available that could get down there yeah, no other submersible could go as deep, which is also fucking insane to send a sh- uh, submersible down that no other ship can get to. Mm-hmm. No yeah. backup plan. So they eventually got an ROV to come in, which is a um, remotely operated vehicle, and that could go to those depths. And I feel like, yeah, everyone was just picturing such horrifying scenarios and I could not stop thinking about it. Like if they were alive inside, it was running like, out of oxygen, tiny, like, yeah, elevator sized thing. They're all scrunched in there together and limited amount of oxygen. They obviously don't have like food or supplies to be down there for days if they had been. The same was saying is like a small white little thing. So like. If it had been floating on the surface, they also wouldn't have been able to see it because the waters were really choppy. Like there was just no. Again, it imploded. So none of this ended up being the scenario. But the fact that like any of these could have been possibilities is so fucking insane to me that none of these options were considered like, okay, well, what if we lose power? What if uh, it goes down? What like absolutely no planning for anything other than like perfect 10 out of 10 goes exactly how we want it to the fact that it's painted white is really especially shocking painted bright fucking orange basically all other submersibles i've seen are neon any other color but white insane (laughs) that is so crazy it's really dumb Really dumb. Um, But (sighs) so uh, eventually after they got the ROV in the water, they were able to find a debris field and confirm that the sub had imploded and everything was consistent with it having imploded on the descent. There's some question it's unconfirmed right now, but based on where it looks like they dropped ballast at some point, which might mean that they got a warning and were trying to come back up. And so there is a chance they were like scared for a couple mm. minutes, but I think the time between those two things would have been really, really quick. And of, like the moment of implosion, this is what I like keep. I can't like chain stop thinking about it is just like what it means to implode is so crazy. The pressure where they were is equivalent to being underneath the empire state building if it were made entirely out of lead um and so that would have crushed them there would have been a moment of a fire inside like split second all of this is in like milliseconds and the fire would have reached the temperature of the surface of the sun so they would have been incinerated and then basically crushed but they were dead before they were crushed because they got incinerated. Yeah, I think they would have been incinerated in like vapor. Like there's going to be absolutely no 
remains of them. Would that be maybe the fastest possible way to die? I think this is also the crazy thing. And and someone posted on Reddit, like no one has ever, they're the only ones that have ever experienced dying that way, which is just really crazy. And I think that's part of also the fascination is like what a novel thing this is. People have died in implosions before in submarines, but submarines go like one quarter of the, this depth. And so it's just really wild to try to wrap your head around what that means like literally to be vaporized. Yeah. See, and, and this is where you and I differ, Sammy, in many ways. This is sort of comes back to the nature of this whole podcast mm-hmm. is that all I wanted to do was talk about this, think about it, hear about it until, <laughs> until I found out, oh, they died it imploded. I was like, oh, that's really very sad. I'm I'm out. And now I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just like decided to go, well, that's one thing I won't be looking into. Thank you. Good day. No, it's like led me down. This is the same thing as like with Titanic and USS Indianapolis, how I focus on these things. And I like want to know more and more and more about like, what does that mean? What does imploding mean? What are other situations where people have imploded? And I like found this other thing. <laughs> what is it called? The Bywood Dolphin? Hold on. Well, it just brings up questions also of like mourning because so much of how we grieve people is by burying them or scattering their ashes yeah. or like doing something with their remains. And it's, I yeah, mean, like it feels like happens in other situations too, but like lack of closure. There's no more remains. Yeah. Like, where yeah. do you go? Where are you? You're just particles in the ocean now. I think at least like it's a really dark silver, silver lining, but like it's so much better than them like never being found, nothing being found yeah. and like going completely yeah. missing would be horrible. And yeah. knowing that an implosion would have been an instant painless death, it would mm-hmm. so much better than what it could have been down yeah. there. Yeah. It could have been really painful and really scary. Yeah. I was going to say that it led me to dolphin something, something called the Biford dolphin accident, which was actually an explosion, but also to do with pressurizers, people, people being rapidly depressurized. So the opposite of, of what happened Mm. to, um, Oh, like when you come up out of the yes, diving they were too in fast, those, like, like that kind of thing. Tanks that were supposed to be slowly pressurizing oh oh and someone oh accidentally opened a door. So they like went from one to nine or no, nine to one atmospheres of pressure instantly. Ah! And same thing, like it would have been an instant and painless death, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry. It's just all very morbid, but I was just, I find it so fascinating and You're crazy saying- and Instant and painless. I'm wondering, like, can we find a way to make that available <laughs> yeah. uh, when the time comes? Like, yeah, I'm sort yeah. of like, forget, forget. you know, doctor assisted suicide. I want doctor assisted instant implosion. implosion. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And it's, if we're doing the death penalty, let's do it that way. Instead and if of you this, could find like, a way to vaporize them. thing. Yeah. We shouldn't be doing the death penalty at all, but we shouldn't. No, no. we especially shouldn't be doing it when it's so cruel and inhumane and slow. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really, yeah, it's just, it's, it is such a fascinating thing that happened this week that it also was, yeah, like truly worldwide. It was a, a multiple governments got in on the search for these people. Like I, I uh, there are so many 
horrifying things that are happening all the time that we don't talk about in the news, things that we do talk about in the news. A lot like, of people were bringing up the boat of, of migrants that within the same week, like capsized and and which wasn't getting the same attention. And that's is horrible, is horrible. And I just want to say, I think it's because this felt like gossip like the, the, like again like mm-hmm. again there's a real lives that at stake but it's like it was so weird i think yeah it's the novelty of it this has not ever happened before also it's happening to rich people it is happening to rich people who it's went the to go to yeah. the titanic, titanic again it's the titanic yeah. happening again it's people like rich people ignoring safety standards to accomplish something that hadn't been accomplished before it's literally the exact same thing it's like, <laughs> that it happened on the so titanic interesting like it's people we weren't talking about it because the value of those lives is higher like certainly like it's not why i or any of the people no. at the Madonna in we're talking about the tone that it was being talked about was like can you fucking believe this and it's <laughs> so, so devastating to be alive right now that like every news thing that we do all talk about is like mass shooting that uh boat of mike like it's just like fucking people getting shipped from one state to another so that because they're basically being treated as not humans all the news is terrible this <laughs> was fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, really sad that lives were lost, particularly such a young person. Um, but there was a little bit that was funny. Yep. And this is Hamish Harding's stepson, whose Twitter presence, Ooh, Facebook baby. presence during this time was unlike anything I could have ever expected. He absolutely should have had his phone taken from him from the first instant. I think he hated his stepfather probably is the truth. Possibly. Probably. Um, he... <laughs> Are they still around? They, no, like, his they whole have Twitter's to, gone now. His whole Twitter's gone. Okay, so that does make sense. The first one who was he tweeted, just like a picture of the news stream was like, hey, my stepdad's trapped in a submarine. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Send thoughts and prayers. My dad's trapped in, my stepdad's trapped in a submarine. Which is very funny. <laughs> and then... The next day, he posted a picture of himself in front of the merch table at a Blink-182 concert. <laughs> I and did the, see the post other was, people posting this picture. My dad would have been glad I was enjoying music because it brings music healing. S- music is healing. So it's actually a good thing that I'm at Blink-182 while my stepdad is maybe suffering on the ocean floor funny he says that he said maybe suffering no, no but that the context was like my dad would be glad that i'm at like what age <laughs> how old is he how old is this 37 guy? that shocked no! me i assumed he was 19 he's 37 this oh, is a 37 year old man and after this people people were like digging into him a bit he has been jailed for stalking a woman he threatened to oh. shoot people at an edm fest like this man is oh this is much less funny yeah god damn it not- why can't things just be funny well it escalated it. so much so then the next thing was he was tw- tweeting ladies i'm single because he's like getting, he getting all this so attention. much attention and ew, then ew, ew. and then 
it became a feud with Cardi B, who was is posted a uh, TikTok talking shit on the stepson, and he was tweeting at her. And I think he brought the N word into it. No. And then I think that's when his Twitter got deactivated, and it was just like Jesus Christ. But yeah, it was like a fucking well, circus again. I stopped paying attention at a certain point, and it, when I, I stopped paying I attention, wish I it could was, have stopped. It's still not funny, even fun anymore. <laughs> it's not even fun anymore. Just a really crazy week. I, I got to tell you, walking like looking for a pool chair and hearing several different groups of people, like just like snippets of their takes on this thing, was like. I've never experienced anything like it. That wasn't, yeah, like an election or something mm-hmm. like, obviously, we're all talking about it. It was really wild. It was, it was really, really wild. Week. Really big week for the Vesselheads out there. T- the Titanic subreddit shot up to top 5% of subreddits. In oh, <laughs> my God. Congrats the to the Titanic subreddit. Real influx of uh, users there that actually caused some drama. The OG Titanic subreddit members are mad at the Get out ocean of our subreddit. So an Ocean Gate subreddit was also Fucking created. Hangers on, <laughs> you're only here because it's trendy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but yeah, wow. wild, wild week. They're now going to be investigating for civil or criminal charges because obviously this was uh, not. Not okay. Not okay. Yeah. Re- okay. And so and just to like, because, you know, all the things that I thought were kind of, kind of funny or not anymore. Um, I'll just, I just would do a little tw- tiny left turn, which is to say another thing I did this week is that Sammy last night I watched the game. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a good friend. What a good friend. But also and, the perfect movie for you to watch, Emily. I feel okay. like you would love it. Um, no? I did. No, no, I did love it. But I have to say for the first hour, I was so stressed and it was scary mm. and stressful. And I ha- I had a moment where I thought, oh, no, did Sammy do it again? Did she turn me on to a movie that I'm going to fucking hate? <laughs> Trick but you. No, no, I did not. And also, I can't stop thinking about it and I won't be able to stop thinking about it and what a wow oh my god wow. i'm so glad you watched it i'm gonna watch it every year on my birthday perfect <laughs> birthday movie highly recommend i bought the shirt <laughs> which if you've seen it you'll know what shirt i mean incredible um, incredible really just incredible really stuff. really wild really wild stuff happening over it's a, been a real 1997 kind of week yeah it really mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. real 19 oh my god and netflix 12. is bringing titanic back it's just crazy they're bringing titanic back onto streaming and yep yep they're like they gotta they gotta get in on the action it's so wild i hope you guys have been taking the breaks that you need from the internet because <laughs> i sure haven't and i feel insane i feel really <laughs> crazy oh my god look we've been talking about it for a half an hour it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. 
So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. <laughs> it's so half funny. of an hour. It's so funny. Let's get into this week's movie. Yeah. Because we can't talk about submersibles all day long, even though I, I mean, I could. I could. Yeah. So we obviously could. <laughs> we shouldn't. We have we something won't. else to do, which is to talk about this week's movie, which Ooh. is Happy Death Day. Came out in 2017, directed by Christopher Landon, written by Scott Lobdell, starring Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine, and Rachel Matthews. And it is available to rent. For three seventy nine, I believe, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> a little 20 cent oh discount from your expected price to pay. <laughs> a real promotion on Happy Death Day. <laughs> Unless I had a 20 cent promotional credit. Sorry. You might have. So check in. <laughs> Everybody look into it for yourselves. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this was a patron chosen episode. Uh, if you would like to vote in a monthly patron chosen episode poll, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Um, but what do you guys know about this movie? How are you feeling? I don't know much. I feel great because I know that this is an easy peasy lemon squeezy one. She it's, deserves we're, it. We're getting a break. We're getting a much deserved, much needed break. Yep. I got initially got this movie confused with freaky. I thought that we were doing freaky, which I oh. have seen. So it's got on it. par with the like teen horror comedy vibes. Um, yep. and I don't, but I have no idea like what the plot is or anything actually about what it's about. Great. I also don't, don't know anything except are there hard plastic masks? Yes. There's one. Okay. 
Just one mask singular. And okay. actually, um, the only piece of trivia I have is that the mask was designed by Tony Gardner, who also designed the ghost face mask. Whoa. Oh, that, I mean, what a mask. My God, you got the mask Iconic. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You got to call Tony well, Gardner. You, you need a mask. You got to call Tony. You need a, yeah. And I don't actually think of the ghost face mask as being a hard plastic mask. No, it's kind of a soft plastic. It's kind of mm -hmm. a soft plastic. And I can't tell if that's what it actually is in Scream or if that's just because of how many ones I've seen in costume stores that are that kind of gooey. Yeah. Well, it's not as shiny. It's not as shiny. It doesn't. You couldn't like knock your hand against it and have it have make a hard sound. I think in the Scream mm -hmm. Six one you could because remember there's like an updated one that's a little spookier. Yeah, a little bit harder. And the harder that mask mask gets, the spookier it is. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's true. <laughs> you know what's spooky? Sorry, that clown in the game. <laughs> I can't. Oh, the clown that is a very scary, scary clown very in scary. the game. Yeah, that is true. And he is. I think he's ceramic. That's porcelain, so perhaps. Like that, I feel like that's adjacent to hard plastic. It absolutely is. Might be scarier. It might be scarier. But that's not here. That's not here. No. But uh, let me tell you that Happy Death Day has a seventy-one percent on Metacritic, a fifty-eight on oh, excuse me, seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a fifty-eight mm. on Metacritic, and a six point six on IMDb. Okay. The budget was four point eight million. It made 125.5 million. So Holy shit. Yeah, there was a hit. sequels? Yes, there is a Happy Death Day okay. to You fun oh. sequel name. I have not seen it, but I'm curious now after seeing this. This was my first time uh, watching this one. I had a good time, so I might check out the sequel. All right. And like I said, that I don't have any trivia, so should we just watch this trailer and get into it? Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Mm. Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah. I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you get that old what? Stop global warming. You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to the party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. You scared me. Yeah. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. Hey. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. Is everything okay? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers. Car alarm. The way I see you. You have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Okay, I'm excited. Fun little 50 cent. This looks like... That's a fun idea. Yeah. Groundhog Day meets, I don't know, Final Destination. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's Oh, it's Oh, that's exactly what it is. Groundhog Day meets Final Destination. That's exactly right. Um, awesome. Wh- I nailed it. <laughs> she nailed it. She nailed it. She nailed it. Meet some kind of like college party movie. Yeah, I didn't know that it was like a sexy co-eds kind of vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are your guys' thoughts on the mask? It's like kind of funny. It's not the scariest mask I've ever seen, but also... One tooth. One single tooth. One tooth is funny. (laughs) One tooth is pretty funny. funny. (laughs) Um, I mean, I wouldn't want to see it. No. No, It's certainly scarier when it's on someone chasing you with a knife. Kind of reminds me of like Porky Pig. Porky Pig. That was my... Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Pork. Porky, Porky pig, pig. That, but I couldn't remember what the name of that character was. Porky Pig sounds right. I mean, I immediately <laughs> feel, knew I'm, who you meant. Yeah, and that's. Uh, it's, I said it once to say it again. Language is only about conveying meaning, so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you said it right, you said it wrong. Mm-hmm. If your mm-hmm. meaning is conveyed, they'll get, they'll get it. And I do feel like this is gonna be one of those moments where Joel listening back is gonna be like, like <laughs> will say things where he's like, he wishes he could just tell. Us. As a man, <laughs> he wishes he could tell us what the right thing Mansplain is. everything to no, us. No, that's not what I mean. I just mean certainly he would know if it's Porky Pig or not, but haha, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to listen back and tell me what it is. And only he can tell us that. And, uh, and that's <laughs> why we love him. Um, but yeah, okay, this movie's fun. I think we're going to have a good time. Are you guys ready? I'm excited. To have a good time. Yes. Are you yeah. having a good time? <laughs> oh, I'm ready for a good time. It's all I want. It's all I want. <laughs> okay, great. Let's do it. So we start. I'm just going to call out that the Universal logo starts and stop, stops and starts over like three times in a row, which is fun. That is the nature fun. of the movie. Um, and then my TV kept starting, turning off and starting over, which was actually very annoying. And I had mm. to unplug the TV for a minute and plug it back in and it was fine but just had a real immersive experience right yeah. up top <laughs> your own little 4d <laughs> yeah exactly okay so we start with her our main character tree her name's Teresa, but she goes by tree uh waking up in a guy's dorm room she looks hungover makeup is smeared and they're in those like you know extra long twin beds dorm beds oh, remember those yeah, baby. Excel. yeah you have to get <laughs> the Excel those sheets. special sheets we had to get oh yeah her phone is ringing we see that it has her dad calling her ringtone Suggests that it is her birthday. It's a birthday ringtone. You know how everybody changes their ringtone just for their, for their birthday. birthday. Oh, absolutely. Yes, the night before course. you go to sleep, especially if you're drunk. The night before when you go to sleep. You're <laughs> fully wasted. You gotta change <laughs> you that gotta ringtone. Change you it. can't forget. Uh, and uh, the guy's room that she wakes up in, his name is Carter. He seems really cute and sweet and nice. She's clearly like disgusted by him. And Ew, is, I slept with a dork. <laughs> and so angry that she's waking up in his room. Yeah, she's a she's a she's a cool girl. She's part of a sorority with all the hot girls on campus. I heard her mention in the trailer that everybody on campus knows it's her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> she is uh uh yeah, popular. So popular. Um, so she leaves his dorm room in a hurry, changes back into her clothes. So she's doing a, a walk of shame in the, the, her clothes from the night before. 
And as she's walking through campus, she is stopped by a girl who asks her if she wants to sign a petition to stop global warming. She, I was triggered by that. <laughs> in what way? Um, just uh, how night just do you want to stop global warming i'm sorry what yeah i was gonna ask you guys what are what's your go-to response in those situations because i always say no thank you and it's like so dumb (laughs) (laughs) it's such a dumb thing to say oh no thank you i say i always say oh (laughs) i can't right now but good luck i say i can't right now good luck is nice (laughs) i can't right now but good Good luck luck is nice i think i go um no sorry I do a no I sorry sometimes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes I do. A, I pretend I'm on a phone call. If I can catch it soon enough, I absolutely do a pretend I'm on a phone call. Yeah, that's good. They're, they're everywhere in New York. So I just say, good luck. The ones good I hate luck. the most are the ones that are like, sign this um, to put this ballot on the or to put this measure on the ballot and it's like i don't have any research or background on this who are you i'm not just going to sign a (laughs) thing that's like potentially going to become a law with absolutely no context i feel the worst was i once signed because as they said they start off good they're like don't you want free like cheap rent for everybody i'm like well of course i do i'll sign that and then they're like sign our next one it's higher wages for um, nurses. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll sign that. Then it's like, sign this one. We want to, um, uh, what do we call like fire George Gascon? Cause he is anti-police. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) And these are related how? Like, and then do a series of physical tests so that when we start the game, you'll, we'll know exactly how you feel about (laughs) him. Oh God. Yeah. Sammy, it's all the game. Oh my God. You guys better not do the game to me. (laughs) Don't do the game to me. She wants to not do the game to me. She wants to dare. She wants to feel that that thrill of being alive. I would be so mad if you guys did the game to me. (laughs) We'll see. That would be the ultimate birthday present for Sammy. Sammy, who loves a present. If we did the game as the present for your 50th birthday, maybe. Oh, you better not. You better not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But okay, she signed or she's she like very rudely says no to this, like doesn't even barely acknowledge this woman to sign the sign. Uh, signed the petition and then a couple is sitting on the grass the sprinklers turn on get them all wet a car alarm starts going off we see a group of frat guys doing some sort of hazing ritual on the lawn where it's, they've been out there for like 26 hours mm. uh having to like sing the same song over and over and the one on the end collapses in exhaustion and um She's just witnessing all this and eventually arrives back at her sorority. And we meet one of the other members of the sorority. Are they, they're called sisters, right? Sorority sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, named Danielle, who's very bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes that's just the best word. She's uh, not the town bitch. She's the sorority bitch. Actually, they're all sister kind of- bitch sister bitch and she's being really judgmental of um tree being like you nasty whore where have you been all night (laughs) and uh she reminds her that there is a house meeting at lunch 
Tree says she'll be there. Tree goes up to her room and her roommate, Lori, also makes a comment like, look who's decided to roll in and tells her that she was pretty messed up last night, dancing on tables. Tree's kind of laughing at this, like she looks embarrassed, but not too much. She's kind of laughing it off. And Lori gives her a cupcake with a little candle on it and says, you know, happy birthday. And Tree takes it, thinks, you know, that's nice, but immediately throws it in the trash because this sorority has seemingly an agreed upon enforced eating disorder. They're not allowed to eat Um, like any carbs or sugar or anything. And yeah, she like throws in the trash, be like, no, too many calories. Well, isn't Lori in the sorority too? Yeah, Lori, you dumb bitch. You should know. <laughs> Follow Don't the give rules. me fucking cupcake. <laughs> Follow the eating disorder rules. God damn. That's so depressing. Yeah. Probably a real thing. Yeah, probably. probably. Uh, then she goes to a class. She's like late for late for class, gets ready real quick, goes to this class. And the teacher is talking about the quantum plane and something something about this just really made me laugh. And I was like, college is so stupid. Like yeah. imagine it's obviously not stupid, but like, it's so crazy that we took so many classes about shit that we're never going to process nothing to do never. with anything we were ever interested yeah. in or going to be using ever again. No. Yes. And yes. it's all gone. Like, yeah, I didn't I retain like, any of that. I don't remember a single goddamn thing. I just watched and I, I watched it too soon the John Early special. And mm-hmm. there's um, one moment where he talks about uh, he doesn't know anything that happened in history. And he starts he just keeps repeating. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. And I, I like I keep repeating that refrain in my head because I'm like, I don't know what happened. Like, I like, truly yeah. I know I took history classes. But I don't know what happened. Yeah. It's gone. It's a lot. It's a lot to remember. It's a lot to remember at a time when I was like, I'm sorry, I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Learning, ew. Yeah. That's School. not even true. A lot of the time I liked learning, but it was just like there was it, the priority it was really low in terms of like what my brain was going to hold on to. It just is crazy that we had classes potentially about the quantum plane, but not for taxes. We no, won't teach you how to do your taxes. No, I don't know much about laws. No, <laughs> I don't know much about laws <laughs> right. or even just like what your basic rights are. Like yeah, no. right we're no losing them left and right. I don't even know what to fight for. There's no yeah, fucking no. practical we don't classes. I no, don't ask all. about laws or my rights almost ever. And we spent five minutes trying to remember the name of Porky Pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is why human beings are doomed to to fail. We just can't learn from our mistakes, and we refuse to. I don't have time to learn from my mistakes. You think I have time? I heard, overheard, I told you guys I texted this to you, two women at the bookstore yesterday, and one of them started a sentence with, with the state of the ice caps, I'm not going to be worrying about <laughs> She was talking about uh, putting on weight, which I was also like, yeah, hell yeah. But I'm going to start every thought now with, with the state of the ice caps, I just can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. In the state of the ice caps, I, I cannot be bothered to remember what happened. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's, that's just true. I think that's fair. 
Um, but the teacher and tree share this kind of flirty glance where we're like, what oh, the hell's going is on he here? Older, hotter. He looks both. to be in his mm, maybe late thirties, but yeah, we're okay. like, it's a uh, looks like an inappropriate mm, relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, but after class, they have their uh, sorority lunch meeting. My notes just say Danielle being a bitch again. <laughs> oh, because this one of the other sorority sisters comes with like a, a breakfast tray with chocolate milk on it. And this is where we really find out about the rules of this eating disorder where she's like, is that chocolate milk? You can't have chocolate milk. And she says, what? I missed breakfast. Danielle says, we all missed breakfast, which is just like oh. horrifying. Uh, and as this other sorority sister is like humiliated, she gets up with her lunch trade to to walk away all upset and crashes into Carter, who has come back to return a bracelet to Tree that she left in his dorm room. And everyone is seeing this interaction now and judging her for knowing this huge dork He's like, again, like perfectly nice, cute guy. (laughs) Yeah, he is cute. And he kind of reminds me of um, Thomas Brody Sangster. I don't know who that is. Those are a bunch of sounds that I I don't don't have, don't have meaning for me. You know him. Hold on. Yes. Thomas Brody Sangster. He's the kid from um, uh, Love Actually. That then was in Game of Thrones and Maze Runner. Cute, 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 cute. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, who will forever look like he's eleven years old? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, but he's but, also but, hot. I think he's kind of hot. It was upsetting for me to come to that conclusion. But in Queen's Gambit, was I was Queen's like, Gambit, mm, that did it. You're yeah. hot. Yep, I agree. And he's thirty-one or something. So it's like it's okay. He's thirty-three. I'm sorry, he's older than me. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is confusing. That's very it's confusing. confusing. It was the fact that him and Kira Knightley are like the same age. Very confusing. Is what really is yeah they're like upsetting. only a couple of years apart playing very mm-hmm. different ages he did look like a little baby boy but now he's a man and now he's hot <laughs> <laughs> yes. exactly and this guy kind of has his vibe and so she's embarrassed and being an asshole to him like oh, i can't believe you would come up to me in front of my sorority sisters to try to return a bracelet to me <laughs> like you asshole get out of here and she's acting like she doesn't even know him clearly doesn't want to um, mm-hmm. admit that this is the guy whose room she was in last night so he's once again uh feeling a little burned by her she's being very rude to him and she goes to the hospital on campus. This is where I start getting confused if it's a medical school because in the hospital, she runs into her roommate, Lori, who is in full scrubs. And she says, I thought you only worked the night shift. She says, I'm doing a double today. I'm like, is this woman a full nurse? (laughs) No way. (laughs) That's very confusing. Why is she working double shifts? Maybe she's like a medical resident. Woman pulling a 60-hour work week? Surely that's not how that works, but I can't say for sure. It just bumped me as uh, I was having a hard time figuring out Mm -hmm. (laughs) what anyone was uh, like. I don't know what Tree is doing. She's taking her quantum plane class. Anyways, whatever. So she bumps into Lori and... Lori says to her, this thing you have going on, it could have some pretty serious consequences. 
We don't know what that means, but maybe tree a relationship is, with an adult male yeah. teacher. So Tree says to her, it's oh, none I'd of, already it's forgotten. None of your business. <laughs> it's kind of rude to her about it. But yes, she goes straight up to that same professor's office. His name is Gregory. And they start making out, close the door, and are, yeah, definitely having an affair. And um, not too long after she walks in and kisses him, there's a knock at the door, and they get back to normal, like, oh, just, well, stop, stop kissing, I'm sitting down. Oh, stop, 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 oh, stop, 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 no more kissy. And uh, they open the door, and it is his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she looks not pleased that he's in there with the door closed with a young student. It's looking suspicious. Yeah. Um, but Tree runs out of there, like, oh, nice to meet you, and it goes... Nice to meet you! <laughs> <laughs> goes home to her sorority and she's getting ready for a big party that night. Other people in the sorority go earlier. And so she's walking by herself to the party. Um, it's nighttime. Campus is looking a little spooky. And she has to walk through this tunnel to get to where she's going. And this tunnel is all under construction. There's like blinking orange lights with like uh, the like traffic cones blocking it mm. off. But I guess this is the fastest way to get there. But in the middle of this tunnel is a music box that's playing happy birthday. Mm. She, Don't go near that. Yeah. She like calls out to see if anyone is around pr playing a prank on her. She's like, okay, you guys can come out now. Very funny. Ha ha. And you gamed me. I get it. <laughs> doing the game <laughs> again. And uh, as she's in the middle of the tunnel, she turns around and sees behind her a uh, guy in a porky pig. Porky pig mess. <laughs> yes. Oh no, it's porky pig. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's their mascot. Actually, is the is the babies. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love I that. I think as a the school's name is Bay something. And so maybe it's because of that, but someone is taunting her in this creepy baby mask. She's saying, okay, you know, take the mask off. It's not funny anymore. You're not scaring me. She's being all tough, but we can tell that she is getting a little scared. He's just standing there staring at her then he disappears from like goes to the side of the tunnel out of sight and she's in the middle of the tunnel and she starts kind of hurrying and walking through to the other end. And as she gets to the other end, he pops out with a knife, stabs her. She oh. dies and wakes up back in bed in the dorm room where she dun, woke dun, up dun, dun, that same dun, dun. morning. Ringtone still changed. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, wow. and it's not actually 50 Cent in the movie, but it's another birthday song. Yeah, it's, oh, not, it's 50 not Cent? That, it's not that No, song? they must not have been able to get the rights in the movie. That's that very sense. funny. <laughs> um, but she wakes up, and this second time living this day, she kind of goes through it as if she's experiencing deja vu. It's, like, not clear mm -hmm. if she's... She doesn't really know what's happening. What do you think you would you would think if that? Ha at what point do you think you'd finally go uh, something? I think I would do. I think mine would be immediate because I've never had a dream that feels 
so real that I've confused it with reality in, in that way. Like yeah. I, I've never lived a full day in a dream that felt real. <laughs> so I think yeah. I would immediately be like, no, I lived a full day yesterday of this same yeah, day. I think I pretty quickly, if all the same things were happening, like, cause so I've had deja vu that's lasted like a few minutes before, mm-hmm. which always feels really freaky, mm-hmm. but never more than that and certainly it doesn't I'm not like I just dreamed you know what I mean yeah I think that it would depend on the day because it, her day is obviously weird because she wakes up in a bed that's not her own but if I'm waking True. up in my same bed or it might take you longer it would definitely take me longer because I would yeah. be like not picking up on the fact that it was the same because right, it's right, like right. often pretty similar <laughs> yeah true should we so should we start doing a crazy thing as soon as we wake up every day <laughs> just, just to, to make sure we know <laughs> yeah something different every day yeah then you got to keep track of that so good luck and good we luck. also have these cultural touch points to tell us that Groundhog Day is happening to us if we hadn't had the movie right. Groundhog Day we it wouldn't would be, know. take a little bit longer to figure out what was going on. Instead, you can immediately be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yep, I've yep. seen this before. Yeah. But she's just kind of moving through the day. Like one of the things that she had done was ask for Tylenol because she had a headache. And now she he she does that again. She's like, can I have some Tylenol? And he's looking in the wrong spot. And she goes, it's over there. He's like, oh, it's like it's, you've been here before type of thing. So she's having these little moments mm. of remembering she's looking really confused she again gets dressed walks out through the quad and is just looking very like she's remembering it but doesn't know what to make of it and we jump ahead in the day to when she goes to the uh, Gregory's office and he's expecting that she's coming to make out, which normally she would be, but she seems now like she's trying to ask for some advice on like something really weird is happening to me. You're a, maybe a physicist, maybe a doctor. I really can't tell from the scenes that <laughs> we got <laughs> your professor, but also there's a scene where you're a doctor and also you're teaching the quantum realm. So I'm not <laughs> sure what you do, but maybe you could give me some advice <laughs> about feeling like I'm living the same day again. But before they're able to get to any kind of meaningful discussion about it, the wife comes in and again, catches them in this like weird moment. That's awkward for everybody. And she walks out, she goes back to her room and uh, she's watching a video on her phone of her and her mom they're celebrating their birthday. They're basically singing happy birthday to us. So we're learning that her and her mom had the same birthday and we're getting the vibe that maybe her mom is not around any or like has died because she's watching it with this kind of sad look on her face. And um, that night she still gets ready for the party and she's walking there alone again down the same path. But as soon as she sees the music box in the tunnel and the flashing lights, like she's still getting these like stronger and stronger deja vu. And she sees that turns around and takes a different route to the party. And so she still arrives at the party or no, she arrives at the party and she's not like going home, but you know, it's a big crowded party, maybe a little safer. And it turns out to be a surprise party for her. 
and they answer the door in a baby mask. And so it really scares her and she punches the baby mask guy in the face, but it's just her, her friend. And, um, it just scared her. And she goes up with this guy that she's, I guess, flirted with in the past, but Danielle has a crush on too. So there's some drama there. Danielle's looking pissed that she goes up to the room with this guy, Nick. Doesn't really matter, but, um, she's going to go hook up with Nick and he's the one that was in the baby mask when he answered the door. And so we're a little suspicious, uh, but in his room, she, he puts on really loud music and she's facing the other direction. And we see a person in a baby mask come out of the bathroom or something and kill Nick. And Uh-oh. she doesn't see it happen and doesn't hear it because the music is so loud. And so then when she turns around, she just sees the baby mask face and thinks that he's put the mask back on and she's like oh you know don't mess around nick Mm. and then she sees nick's dead body on the ground and they uh fight he lunges for her she's trying to fight back and he smashes a bong (laughs) and stabs her with the bong kills her wakes up round three she's gasping awake now scared Carter is trying to like, oh, my God, are you okay? Is everything okay? He's a real sweetie. Shut up, loser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She is. And she's being really rude to him. She says, what day is it? And he tells her what day it is. And she's like, this is a fucking nightmare. And he's like, you wanted to come home. You asked to come home with me. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) And uh, she runs out of there real quick before he can. uh, She doesn't even get the Tylenol this time. She just runs straight home past all of the people in the quad. And she goes to her room and her roommate again is giving her the cupcake. And she's just, she's completely freaked out and she's trying to confide in her roommate. She's like, I know this sounds crazy, but like I've lived this day before. Like it's a surprise party for me tonight. Right. Like, and, uh, whatever that like you guys are going to like all be there at this house. And, um, her roommate is just saying, you know, Oh man, like who told you who ruined the surprise? And she's like, no, I lived this day before the roommate obviously doesn't believe her, but is concerned about her. And mm-hmm. it's like, are you maybe it also makes a little bit more sense why she would say everybody knows it's my birthday <laughs> because they were all told because of the surprise. Party. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True. Yes. I didn't think about that. Everybody knows it's my birthday. (laughs) Why do you think I changed my ringtone? I want everybody to know. Her roommate is like, maybe you should skip class. It seems like you should maybe rest, lay down like you're not. (laughs) You should rest. I'm going to go work at double at the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Why am I working? What is this? Maybe she's pre-med and that's something you do when you're pre-med. Maybe. I mean, yeah, like a residency or something, but it just, it just doesn't match with everybody else's situation. When you see someone someone in scrubs, you want to trust them and feel like they're an expert. And if they're like a junior in college, it's a little alarming that they weren't allowed to wear scrubs. (laughs) They shouldn't be allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but she does seem to be, she does seem to have a little too much, like, responsibility, I think. Like, she's doing Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. She seems Mm -hmm. like she's not just, Mm -hmm. you know, shadowing someone. She's her own Mm -hmm. agent there in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So anyways, she decides to stay home. She doesn't go to the party. She's boarding up the windows now in their room. She's very scared and doesn't know what's happening. And she's saying, you know, like, good luck getting in here now. She's got the whole, she moves a dresser in front of the door. She's barricading herself in her room. And it's kind of a scary scene. The the TV like turns on on its own. We get a brief glimpse of a news report saying something about a serial killer. Mm-hmm. TV turns off again. It's a creepy little moment. And she hears something in the bathroom and is like approaching the shower curtain about to pull it back. Mm. She's got like a hammer or something. She's got a weapon. Um, but... Then I think she hears the TV again or something distracts her and she turns around and now she's uh, investigating another portion of the room and we see the shower curtain pull back and baby mask (gasps) is in there. She hears it, turns around, gets a good thwack on the head with the the hammer to baby mask and a good thwack, but... Uh, he gets back up there wrestling and now she can't get out of the room because she's barricaded herself in too oh, well. No. And so it ultimately ends with her dying again. Ugh, ugh. Wakes up again, screaming, terrified. She's now like the world is spinning around her. She's in like full panic. Uh, leaves the room without even changing her clothes. She's now in Carter's like big t-shirt and walking barefoot around campus looking in a complete daze carter chases after her is like bringing her stuff like wait you forgot all you forgot all your stuff like are you okay and she's saying something like so crazy is happening to me i don't know what's going on and he says why don't you tell me about it like let's sit down and talk about it so they go to a little um the cafeteria or something and she tells him she tells him everything that's happened and he's very sweet about it he believes her and is trying to help her figure out why this is happening. He basically asks uh, what makes today special. Um, and she says it's her birthday. And he's like, well, that's symbolic. Whoever's doing this knows it's your birthday. And like who that's when she says he's like, who knows it's your birthday? And she says, well, everybody knows it's my birthday. And. He he says something. Oh, he asks who would have motive and they should make a list of anyone who would want to kill her. And this list ends up being pretty long because she's quite an asshole to everybody around her. There's one person that she's like, maybe that Uber driver that I spit on, which is kind of funny. But also like she's just like a an real asshole. dickhead. Yeah. And she says, maybe Nick, the guy I made out with last night. And Carter looks kind of hurt by this, like it must have been before we met. And she says, a lot of love that judgment coming from someone who like took home such a drunk girl. And he's like, oh my God, we did not hook up last night. You just like needed a place to sleep. I just like, you slept in my bed. I slept in my roommate's bed, like nothing happened. And she looks surprised by this. Finding out that again, Carter's just a real nice guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, the way I see it, if you're waking up at the beginning of the day each time you get murdered, sounds like you have unlimited chances to solve your own murder. And so we go into now a montage where basically she 
like tags or, or yeah, like follows whoever she suspects might be the killer. Oh, that's fun. Until the moment of being killed. And that's how she rules him out. Like she goes to the Gregory's wife and like mm-hmm. is spying on her. Yeah, I guess that would be your first go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's killed at her house by, by someone mask. else. And so she's ruling. That's very smart. Ruling out people that way. And she rules but out. also means you have to get murdered so many times. Yeah, she's getting murdered a yeah. lot. Well, you would hope you'd get it right on the on you know the first try. But. She does not, but she's able to rule out um, the professor, his wife, Danielle. She starts having some fun with it. She's cutting her hair and dyeing it pink and doing crazy stuff because she's going to wake up tomorrow. Fully Groundhog and, Day. Yeah, nobody's going to remember. Montage. She in walks these situations. Yeah. This is also day after tomorrow montage. Tom Cruise at his peak. Edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. Sorry. Sorry. I was like, sorry, I'm not familiar. <laughs> Edge of tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Although that, you know, they're not they're not really having as much she's fun. Becoming, right. She's becoming an expert yeah. at being murdered. But yeah, you get you get fucking good. There's at a it. time where she struts through campus completely naked just for the hell of it. And I guess this actress chose to do this actually naked and said it was incredibly liberating. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Great. Hmm. Uh, and then it ends again with her just, you know, dying a bunch of times and finish the montage. And as she wakes up the final time, it seems like she's in physical pain. Like this is actually taking a toll on her dying so many times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Carter has no memory of what's happened. So he's obviously rushing to her side to help her because he's so nice it's like oh my god are you okay and she gets up and just kind of brushing him off and starting to walk out and as she's walking out his roommate is coming in he's always been coming in each time but she collapses in the roommate's arms and wakes up in the hospital her her roommate is tending to her doing her open heart surgery on her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, it's commanding the whole hospital. It's Gregory, which I'm like, wait, Gregory's a doctor now. I just don't <laughs> what understand is this man's specialty. <laughs> I really, and he's showing her her scans. It's the same day. Um, it's just like that later that evening and he's showing her her scans and showing that she has like major signs of trauma and she should be dead. Okay. So it's not without consequence dying over and yeah, over and so over So maybe again. we got time's running out. We want to actually figure this out sooner than later. Don't know how many lives we've got left. And so, uh, Gregory leaves and she's trying to sneak out of the hospital. Cause obviously she doesn't have time to sit or sit around in a hospital bed. Also, she's a sitting duck. Uh, mm. and, uh, the hospital's pretty empty. It's nighttime and, um, and this is a school and it's a school. <laughs> yeah. What is this hospital? <laughs> it's very Who amazing. works here? Just Lori and Gregory. The physics professor <laughs> or <laughs> the student in the and physics professor. And he also professor. takes his student meetings up here and yeah. we've got a girl working a double and then going to a <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> Um, and so she sees Gregory in the hallway and as he's turning to her, like, are you okay? Baby mask appears behind him, stabs him, kills him, chases her into a a parking garage. It's also kind of a scary scene, a little cat and mouse, her hiding behind the, the like cement, 
um, what do you call columns Pilings. and columns. trying to, um, get, she has, she has Gregory's car keys and she's trying to mm. get to his car and it's tense. Is she going to make it? He's right on her heels and she does, she makes it and speeds out of the parking lot and is going so fast being like, woohoo, I made it. I did it. Ha ha. Fuck you, baby mask guy. And then we see police, uh, siren and lights going off behind her. She's being pulled over for speeding. She's like, Oh fuck, fuck, fuck. But then as she's talking to the cop, she realizes he, he, he asks if she's, uh, under the influence or has done any drugs tonight. And she kind of has a light bulb moment of, if I say I did, does that mean you take me into prison, into custody where I will be mm-hmm. like monitored <laughs> mm-hmm. and lo- locked in a, in a room? And he's like, yeah, that's right. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drunk. I'm on drugs. Like I did it all. I did it all. <laughs> like hops out of the car, puts her hands behind her back to like help him arrest her. She's like, yep, let me do it. He handcuffs her, puts her in the back of the cop car. And as which handcuffed is not a great way to be, not a great way to be when you're running from a serial killer. And, uh, as the cop closes the door and is about to get back into the car, a, another car speeds by and kills him, runs the cop over. And then Mm. out of that car comes baby mask and taunts her a little bit like he's walking up to the window and she's screaming she obviously can't get out can't do anything and he notices that uh when he crashed into he like half crashed into the car and the cop and hit the gas tank so all this gas is pouring out of the car so he holds up a little birthday candle and drops it Mm. in the gasoline car explodes she wakes up again oh boy now she's a little jaded she's looking like she gets up and helps herself to the tylenol which is in like a very specific spot underneath clothes and in like a in a bag and he's like carter's seeing this like what the fuck <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how do you know where my tylenol is and she it like doesn't have the energy to explain it to him she's just like Ugh, like forget it by he follows her out and is concerned about her and it's like what's going on are you okay she's just like yeah it's just that like i've lived this day so many times <laughs> like i don't know what the fuck's going on and he says what do you mean you've lived this day before and she basically calls out each thing as it happens that we've seen she's like here comes the person for the global warming thing sprinklers are going to turn on car alarm that guy is falling over and he's watching her predict all these things right before they happen he clearly again believes her and they go to he's like okay let's go um talk about this again so they go to now a diner and he's asking her more questions about um like this day and what makes this day special. She's getting another missed call from her dad. He's, um, this has also happened every time he, she gets like a second missed call from the dad. She's ignoring his calls. Uh, he says like, do you want to answer that call from your dad? And she's like, no, I'm supposed to be at lunch with him right now. So no, I don't want to answer it because I don't want to see him. 
And he asks about her mom, like, well, where's your where's your mom? And we find out she has died and they had the same birthday. And so it's just like a really weird day between her and her dad. And she's like, I don't want to deal with that. It's all really fucking sad. Or no, she says like, we pretend everything's fine and that like it didn't happen. And I just can't deal with that right now. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that. And she's like feeling really sad and defeated. And she's saying like, I don't even think my mom would be proud of me. Like I'm not Hmm. a good person. And maybe this is all karma and maybe I deserve it. And he's very encouraging and says, you know, each new day is a chance to be somebody better. And maybe this is like an opportunity for you to like learn more about yourself and learn how to be better. And she tells him that she knows that she's keeps getting weaker each time. She's like, I feel like I'm getting weaker and I don't know when I'm going to die. At that moment on the TV in the diner, the news report comes on of the serial killer. We see that his previous victims all kind of look the same as Tree, like Mm -hmm. that's his typical victim. And she has a moment of realization when she sees him that he's in the hospital on campus for some reason. Why the fuck is he there? Um, Because we've seen a cop like guarding a hospital room. So wait, they've caught the serial killer? Yes, that's what the news report is saying. Like he's in And they're keeping him on the college campus with all the young women. (laughs) Maybe it's not on campus, which is even weirder if she's just like working shifts at like an actual hospital. hospital. And the professor's just working both at the college (laughs) and the local hospital. I was really confused by this. I just couldn't make heads (laughs) or tails of it. Maybe it's just like a small town and this is the only hospital to bring this guy to? Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, but she has this moment of realization. He's been here the whole time. I know what I have to do. And she goes, goes back to that hospital and she's like telling the nurses, like call the police. He's going to get out. He's going to escape, but she's a little bit too late. He does get out and he has, he like gets a gun off of the cop that's guarding the door and he kills one of the nurses and kills the other the cop and he's pursuing her and he's like about to kill her and as he does carter runs out like he's followed them and he knocks knocks him over and is like trying to fight him but uh baby mask guy and is he wearing he's is he wearing the baby mask yes yes but he takes it off at some point and we see that it is the serial killer guy i can't remember exactly when he takes it off but this is the reveal like it is him and carter is like trying to fight him but baby mask guy kills carter he like snaps his neck it's a gnarly um way to kill someone and immediately keeps chasing tree she's like running into uh the bell tower it is on campus that's uh, that's on (laughs) campus Great. Okay. Yeah. Why are they keeping a, a fucking hospital. serial killer in a campus hospital with one security guard watching the door? It's so weird. <laughs> That's very <laughs> weird. Where does it take place? Like, what does it say? An actual campus? No, I didn't. I didn't notice. Um, but 
so she's she actually gets the upper hand huh. now in their fight. She has either the gun or a hammer again or something that she gets like a really good hit on him. And it's like she has she has a moment where she can kill him. But then she realizes Carter is dead. And if and he'll stay dead, if she kills him now, Carter won't come back. There's no chance for Carter to uh, survive. And so she drops her weapon and runs up to the top of the bell tower. Uh, The killer is chasing her and she grabs a noose and why is there a fucking noose at this bell tower there's a lot of <laughs> things happening there's already there's a pre there's a pre-made noose there's a noose just waiting at the top <laughs> of the bell tower pre-made noose what a, a bell tower that seemingly anyone can climb to the top yeah of. what the fuck the is going on in this cage what is this place <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're also realizing this in real time. Wait, why is it just that's so it's so the magic of movie making, they're like, no one will notice, no one will notice. <laughs> and then I guess maybe there's just a noose up there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's stuff. There's yeah, ropes up there for bell tower stuff. Yeah, pulling the bell, making a noose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh so she says to the serial killer. See you later, asshole, and hangs herself and wakes up back at the phone ringing, dad calling. It's her birthday again. Okay. Now she's feeling herself. She's got a plan. She's being nice to Carter. And she's like, today's the day, buddy. Like, we got this. She gives him a hug. Um, He's looking very surprised by this. And she's like, she, she says, like, I'll see you later. Like, let's. Let's I'll see you at lunch or whatever. She goes uh, down the campus quad. She signs that petition to stop global warming. She says, save Great. that planet, girl. <laughs> you got this. And she's t- warns the couple about the sprinklers. Sprinklers were about to come on. Careful. She's grabbed a pillow from Carter's room and she sets it right where the, the last little frat guy is going to collapse on the ground. <laughs> Cute. And man, she's a, she's turning around. Day is a great movie. Mm-hmm. She's turning. She's she's wronging, or excuse me, righting all of her wrongs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she goes to Lori, and she apologizes for being a really bad roommate. She says, "I've been a horrible roommate to you, and I'm sorry." And Lori looks very surprised by this, and um, hands her the cupcake, and is like, "Oh." Well, Thanks for saying that. Like, happy birthday. That's nice of you. And it's a nice moment between them. And then she goes to the hospital to talk to Gregory. And she breaks up with him. And she says, this isn't right. You have a wife. Uh, You should at least have the decency to, like, get a divorce. And then at lunchtime, at the lunch meeting where Danielle's being a bitch, she takes that sorority sister who has the chocolate milk that is really being frowned upon. She grabs it. She dumps it on Danielle's head. Carter walks up at that (gasps) moment to bring her back her bracelet. She kisses Carter in front of everybody. Wow. Great, 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 great. Love (laughs) it. Love it. Everything is going so smoothly. And then she goes to lunch with her dad, which she has been avoiding, but has been scheduled. He looks surprised that she's decided to show up. And they have a uh, probably long overdue real talk about 
uh, the loss of her mom and his wife. And she says all her true feelings about it for the first time. And it's just like, I miss her so much. And like, this day is really hard for me. And I know it's really hard for you too. And I, um, like, I'm sorry that I've been icing you out. It's just like, this is, it's cause it's too painful. And I feel like if I let it in, like that hurt is something I just don't want to experience. And it's this very cathartic conversation. He cries, she cries, and they are like holding hands and it's, it's very sweet. She's learned so much. <laughs> she really <laughs> has. She just needs to be murdered. One day. Over and over and over. Murdered a million times. Mm -hmm. And so she leaves that lunch and is now getting ready for her little final showdown with this serial killer. And she has the dumbest fucking plan of how to approach this. I couldn't believe it. So she waits till, first of all, like nighttime when it's supposed to happen, when it's like, why not get into gear here a little earlier? You, there's no reason. Right, right. <laughs> right. Let's get him when we he's in the hospital room. We couldn't, yeah, do this first yeah, let's thing. Get in, let's, let's get into yeah. gear. Yeah. yeah. She waits till nighttime again and she sneaks into the hospital and she holds a knife to the security guard's throat. <laughs> no. I couldn't no. believe it. I was like, what in what world is this the plan that you arrived at? So stupid. And she says, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. Like the man in there is going to, he's going to get out and he's going to kill people. So I need you to call and get back up. And she takes his gun from him and he has got his hands up like, okay, okay, okay. Like I'll go get back up. And he runs. Um, But it's just like the crate. So now she is facing this serial killer alone. Was she trying to to save this guy's life? Like you get out of here? I guess, but it's also like... Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You do genuinely need help. I guess she knew no one would believe her if she like tried to yeah, tell. I guess. Well, and also like, so now if all goes to plan and you survive, you'll still have put a knife to a guy's I know, throat. I know. So that that I know. feels like a consequence that will be dealt mm-hmm, with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in this movie. <laughs> so the so she's alone now in in the room with the serial killer he's like in a hospital bed and she's like i know you're awake i know you're not actually asleep he wakes up she pulls the trigger on the gun at the safety's on she didn't know that and he like hits it out of her hand he's like safety's on little girl taunting her and they get in a fight again and he's got the upper hand she's got the upper hand it's going back and forth we don't know what's gonna happen But eventually she gets the gun back and she shoots him a whole bunch of times, kills him. And then we just cut right back to her sorority room. And now she's like sitting crisscross applesauce across from Carter and they're sharing the cupcake. It's like as if you could just leave a crime scene where you have murdered someone and make it back in time for cupcakes with your new friend. Oh, <laughs> There's just a lot of things in this script that are really just out of convenience. We'll just jump. We'll just jump to the, the <laughs> reunion. Like, yeah, let's the not, nice little moment. Let's not deal with the murder and the holding a knife to a cop's throat. Let's just say she's 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 fine. She got away with that. It's all good. Very bizarre. So she's sharing her celebratory cupcake. She did it. She killed the serial killer. It's all. Everything's going to be great now. 
Except for all the like traumatic wounds she has inside of her, right? I mean, yeah, is she gonna get I don't know. Checked out? I don't know the, what the long term effects of that is going to be. But they basically share this cupcake and cut to black, and she wakes up in that dorm room again with a birthday ringtone. <gasps> back to oh. square one. And now she's really panicking. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Runs Mm -hmm, out of mm -hmm. the, runs out of the room, uh, runs through the quad. She gets back to her room. Lori uh, offers her the cupcake again. And she says, no, thanks. I already had it last night. And then a little light bulb goes off and she's like, I died in my sleep after eating that cupcake and she turns to Lori and she says you fucking poisoned that cupcake (laughs) and that's fine Lori looks kind of guilty like what the fuck how did she know that but um she's like that's insane like you're being crazy I would never do that how would why would I poison a cupcake and she's like all right take a bite of it then to have a bite of that cupcake and she won't do it. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to take it to the police and I bet they'll be able to analyze what's in this cupcake. And Lori lunges at her and attacks her and is like slamming her head into the wall. And what? she's like, what Lori the is like out for fuck blood. is going on? And she didn't have to work a devil. No wonder. It all makes sense. She's not a doctor. Oh, my God. And she's a chemist. She makes poison. <laughs> she has so much time on her hands. And we get the also pretty dumb reveal here that Lori is also having an affair with Gregory. And she's so jealous oh, that jealous. Gregory likes Tree more. She's driven mm. mad by her jealousy. Enough to poison someone. Enough to poison her roommate. And we're having the moment of like revealing all that's happened and tree saying, man, I never ate the cupcake before. So you had to come up with an alternative and you had the serial killer right in your grasp because you work at that hospital. Oh my God. (laughs) And you knew he would be, he would be uh, the like prime suspect for my murder. And so you just let him like undid his restraints in his hospital bed. And we see her going back in time, undoing those restraints. Just a, cr- a crazy play. Again, this like doesn't make really sense. Really counting tell her on the serial killer to go after the kill you. Yeah, and to go after the other girl. Like, like as if he's like your fucking like, either dog. Either they would have had to have a conversation of like, hey, I'll let you go if you kill this one person for me. Or she's leaving it up to, which, yeah, that would be assuming he's not going to kill her in that moment, which is a huge risk. And then, yeah, the alternative is just like leaving it up to chance. Well, hope he finds Tree and kills her that night. looks like the person he likes to kill. Or is she stealing his mask and going to kill Tree? No, it's been him every, I feel like it's been him him every time. Okay, so convenient for her. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so quite an unexpected reveal there. That doesn't make a ton of sense, but nope, doesn't really matter, I guess. They get in more of a fight, and Tree shoves the cupcake in her mouth. Ah, 
Lori's panicking, trying to spit it out, and it's kind of stumbling backwards to the to the window. Tree looks up and sees the chandelier, jumps and grabs the chandelier and swings and kicks Lori out of the like oh, top floor God. window of the sorority, and she Stop lands it. on the ground. Her like, head explodes. She like <laughs> it's, okay, it's really a violent death. Now you just killed someone. <laughs> I know, that's I the thing. Know. This is like I so know. crazy. And again, it's like. We don't spend any time with the police talking about this crime scene that just happened. It basically just goes back to her being with Carter. And he's like, oh, like, I'm so glad you're okay." Though We do actually see like a news reporter in it. It does, I guess, more than before show that um, some amount of attention is being paid to these events (laughs) that are happening. Um, But she has like a nice... A moment with Carter where he's saying, like, I guess you'll need a place to crash tonight because your house is a crime scene now. And he's like, you can spend the night at my place if that's not too triggering for you. She says, I'd love to. And they go back to his house or his room and they fall asleep and she wakes up and it's a birthday ringtone. And but she didn't change it back. No, she's like wakes up and he he's been having saying the same thing every morning like like oh you're awake. I didn't know if you wanted to sleep in. So he says that and uh she starts like screaming and he like pulls out his phone. He's like, "Ha, I'm just kidding. It's me calling you." And he's like fucking with her. <laughs> I was like, "So he is an asshole after all." Too soon. Too soon. And she thinks it's a hilarious prank <laughs> and they start kissing and Absolutely and like not. wrestling and they're having a good old time in this oh, an early morning wrestle. <laughs> oh, my god (laughs) this is really a rom-com at its core wow i loved it i was i mean i had a fun time it's fun me too i actually really like i love a groundhog story i love it when people become experts i love it when people know what's gonna Mm -hmm. happen Mm -hmm. yeah it is that the scene i feel like that's so fun is when she's like sprinklers car alarm this 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 yeah Yeah, that's fun those are always the fun scenes Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, wow. I had a, I had a, a good time and I am curious about the sequel. I don't care about the hospital on campus. I don't care about the inconsistencies. I don't yeah, care about the news. Who cares? I'll just let who it happen. Cares? I'm curious about the sequel too. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it one day. I do want to know. Yeah. I want to know about happy death day to you, to you. Yeah. How is it going to happen again? <laughs> That's that. Is it the will same be cast? crazy. Some yeah, pickle. I think it is. I think it is the same cast. That I really like really the main... suck to have that happen again. That would, that <laughs> that would suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying that, honestly, uh, not to bring up the game again. Uh, I kept saying every <laughs> single time a new thing would happen, <laughs> I was like, this would suck. And I was just like, this sucks so much. This sucks so bad. God. Don't do the game to me, you Don't. guys. Oh, the game sucks. <laughs> Don't do it to me. Uh, any listeners who haven't seen the game, watch it immediately. That's really funny so for someone to stop and be like, wait, am I being the gamed? Am I being the game? Am I being the gamed? Am I being the gamed right now? <laughs> um... Yeah, the game would suck. Totally suck. I the game sucks. 
Not the movie, the game, which rules, but the game, the game. The game, yep. the game. Don't do it to us, don't, you guys. Don't do it. Don't the game Listeners, us. don't you dare. Don't you dare <laughs> don't do the game to do us. do the game to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I also wouldn't uh, want to be yeah. death dayed. I would not want to be death dayed. It's also funny that in the final day, she doesn't do all those nice things. But I guess she can, you know, then go back and do them because now she's not going to be dead. But yeah, she'll have a yeah new a new outlook on life. Probably. She's going to be a better, better person forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New outlook on life. She's mm-hmm. also taken a life. So perhaps more respect for the circle of things. Um, perhaps. Fingers crossed. Uh, I thought the main actress was really good in this, Jessica Roth. Um, and I have not ever seen her in anything else. Mm. I mean, she's in Happy Death Day to you. To you. But yeah, I liked her. I liked it. I think this is a pretty easy one. If you're a scaredy cat, I think you can probably handle it. There are a couple tense scenes, like the parking garage scene is a little scary. And there's those mm. like slashery type scenes, but it's all the tone is mostly very fun and light and so i'd say if you're if you're up to it i think it's a good time what's scarier happy death day or the game <laughs> mm, which would you rather live through no which movie's scarier <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, probably the game, honestly. The game was scary. Yeah, I'm game. saying because the game is very the real. The game is scary. I thought it was scary, but I also think I'd rather live through the game because I don't want to die a whole bunch of times. No, I wouldn't want to die. No, but, oh, no, but no. living through the game would also be it would suck. <laughs> it would, it would suck. suck so bad. <laughs> it <would> suck. <laughs> but then, wouldn't you be so happy at the end? When didn't you have so much appreciation for your life? <sighs> yeah, I guess. Be saying thank you, thank you, thank you. I guess they really, they really don't address in Happy Death Day her traumatic internal injuries. Also, we no. were talking about. Um, I was talking about with our our friend Stephanie. Um, fr- friend of the pod, Stephanie Albala, and um, and uh, not to exclude her husband Josh, who's also a friend. Hello, Josh. Um, and not to exclude <laughs> Joel, who was also there. Hi, Joel. We were discussing who might be a modern day Michael Douglas. Who could do the game now? Which I, again, I know is not the movie we've covered today. <laughs> um, and we landed on. And tell me if you think that we're right, because I think that we are. Jeremy Allen White. Oh, yeah, I like that. But he's got to be older is the problem. Yeah, we're trying to find who like uh, who's the millennial Michael Douglas. And I think I think I think he could do it. I think he carries the same coldness, the same gravitas. He is sexy, but not pretty. Yeah, I like this. And he's a short king. They also do kind of look similar. Yeah, and I'd like to see him in a suit. Yeah. Would love to see him in a suit. suit. Get him out of that chef outfit. Get him out of that that suit. suit. Put him in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's that. (laughs) Not that that once again. Not the movie we've discussed today. Just the one I can't stop thinking about. I mean, it's a great one. Now you understand. But it's another birthday movie. So now everybody has sort of on theme. We've got two true birthday birthday movies options. Really tying it all together. 
Mm-hmm. But there's not really any voices in this movie. What does Porky Pig say? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't Is know. he the That's All Folks guy? Maybe. No, I think Bugs Bunny says that. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know, what, know happened. What, no happened. what happened. I'll just say, I don't know. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. <gasps> oh, we're, in watch. we're in it. <laughs> I see what she's doing. I see what she's doing. Goodbye. 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 Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.